This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Unpack That. As you can see, Jake is not here today. He is out sick again, and we are just taking all the safety measures and precautions necessary, and hopefully he'll be with us soon for a future episode. But today, I'm once again joined by my friend Sarah. How are you doing? Good. Hi, everybody. It's great to be back. This is a moment for this podcast because I think oftentimes when people, you know, have fallen out with somebody or they things go awry in a relationship or whatever, they, you know, just ghost them, block them, and never speak to them again. But I feel like sometimes people, when you meet them, at least for me, when I really connect with somebody and really like them and just enjoy their company, sometimes it's worth to keep them in your life as a friend. So today we are joined by someone that I used to talk to for a second, and then we stopped talking because some things happened, and I blocked him, and then I realized maybe I should like not do that, it's kind of immature. I had a moment of growth and reached out to Michael, who we were joined by today. So <laughs> welcome to the podcast, life. Michael Ratz. Is that right, Michael Thank Ratz? You. So Michael, we talked a little bit this summer. We went on one date in like August and talked for a little bit, and... In that time period, I did catch some feels. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just your power, you know? How wouldn't you? It was the alcohol. But also, Michael's just a really nice guy. He's funny. Yeah. He likes to be silly and goofy and, like, just have a fun time. And he's just a genuine person. So yeah. I really just vibe I with I thought it. he was going to get dragged. That's very nice of you. But pretty much. Oh, it's at the end of the list? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're letting him off easy, Mitchell. I mean, like, really dive in deep. I, I mean, okay. Let's unpack that. I Let's unpack should. that moment in my life. We do need to unpack that. So I drove to Stevens Point, which is like two hours away. Some real simp behavior on my part. I drove to <laughs> Stevens Point and went on a date with Michael. And when we were there having a good old time, he took me to some of his local hometown bars. When we were there, I like looked over at his phone and he's snapping like all these gays, a bunch of them that I knew, specifically one of them. Let's call him... Frank. Let's... Frank. Yes, Frank. Let's call him Frank. Was someone that I knew and had previously kind of had a crush on and was kind of working on becoming friends with. And But in that moment, I like see him that he's talking to him like, oh, I know Frank. I like seen him before, like not really friends. I downplayed it because obviously didn't want Michael to think that we were actually like friends. It makes it kind of awkward. You know, we continue on the night. We continue talking like for weeks afterwards. And then eventually this boy, Frank, <laughs> sends me a snap of him and Michael FaceTiming which kind of like surprised me because I'd kind of caught feelings for Michael, as I stated. And it just kind of hurt because especially in, the, in the, the Snapchat of Michael and Frank FaceTiming, Michael had his mood lighting on, like his purple mood lighting that he always oh, had on like when we FaceTimed. Oh my God, <laughs> So I knew he was trying to turn up. Like the sexy the he, factor, yeah. he was trying to be seductive, mm. and I was like, oh, okay. And so I was like, damn, like he's really just like this with everybody. I was like, damn, let's really be like that, huh? And so I was like really actually upset. I was like, I'm not competing for a man, especially when, I, in my opinion, I felt that Frank was hotter than me. So I was like, I'm just not going to sit here and do this. Like, it's mm. not worth my time. So I blocked both of them. Maybe a month goes by, and suddenly I'm like, you know, why don't I, why did I do that? Like, why did I block Michael? He's so fun, so nice. And I was thinking about, like, I talk to multiple people at once, too. So why should I expect that yeah. of other people? Like, right. we all do it. So why am I, like, suddenly, like, being like, oh, no, I... No, I get that. No, 
a guy should only talk to me like that's not that's an unrealistic expectation and it was very naive and immature of me i'm just like i'm just telling I don't this think whole it's, story i don't think it's naive though like i wouldn't say it's naive or immature i think it's just that i mean we're all guilty of that hypocrisy yeah i unblocked michael i think i texted him maybe and we had a little convo i learned that him and frank weren't talking anymore and that frank had kind of messed up with michael right kind of hurt the feels a little bit <gasps> michael I know. Here's the thing. Karma for hurting my Mitchell. I'm either Superman and nothing can touch me, or I'm an absolute baby. There's no <laughs> in between. And that's why I was feeling like a baby. So I was sad. So me and Michael kind of made up. We decided we were going to be friends. And then like a week later, I see Frank at one of the bars here in town. And it just like was the most awkward experience of my life, honestly. It was the most awkward interaction. Frank, if you're watching this, hello. That whole story gets us to here is because... The reasoning that I want to have Michael here is I want to talk about together mm-hmm. how truly everybody in the community, in the gay community, talks to each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks to everyone. You're always competing for a man. It's a small community. Everyone often wants the same people. Yeah. And so it gets competitive. It's Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how do you feel, though? Because, like, you were upset when I was snapping other people, no matter, like, how serious or unserious it was when we were yeah. on our date. Like, when... Frank was doing it, but it was like longer into us talking. That's what actually really bothered me. And that's why we stopped talking. Where was your line? Were you just insensitive or like, what's the line? Yeah, because I think I hadn't caught feels when we were on our date yet. But like when it was weeks afterward right. and we had, had like good conversations, I was like, okay, I kind of like this guy. Then when, when this, when Frank, like almost, it felt like he purposefully sent it to me and he had done this previously with other guys. That's shitty. That it just kind of was like a middle finger to me is what it felt like. And so I was just like, well, fuck. Like weird. It's almost like he like sent that as like, aha, like look what I have. Like look what I'm doing. So, I mean, whatever. I don't, I have since apologized to Frank as well for blocking him, but I haven't spoken. I'm pissed about, I'm pissed about that. That I apologized to him? Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have apologized. Well, it was just so, I did it like after we, I saw him at the bar and it was just so awkward that I like, I don't need this tension. Didn't you say that like when you texted him, he had said like, oh no, you're good. No, he was like, thank you, Mitchell. That's what he said back to my apology. He was like, thank you, Mitchell. Because he was obviously playing a part in it too. Like it wasn't just me. I think definitely my reaction was a bit immature, but yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I get that. I really do. I mean, it's, I mean, what was your dynamic like with? with Frank. I have never, ever, ever gone to the boy. The boys always come to me. I was like, okay, this is the first time I'm going to go to somebody else. So I went to go see Frank and a couple times we would like go out, we would get drinks and then we would come home and be silly. Mm -hmm. But otherwise that was it. We were talking for a while. We would FaceTime a lot. Like three weeks into talking, he was bringing up dating and all this stuff. And I was like, "Uh." I like when it comes to dating, I'm super slow about that. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. then as soon as like I caught up, all of a sudden he went down and I was like, oh, so that was kind of rough. So that's what made me sad because then I had gotten to the point where I was willing to like stop snapping all the other hoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like he almost went the opposite or never did that at all. He was like start continuing to talk to his hoes when he was acting like he wanted to be in a relationship with you. Right, 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 right. Okay. Interesting. But anyways, onward and upward. I don't think either of us have any bad blood with Frank. I'm sure he's watching this. I mean, I feel I, I am fine with Frank. If I saw him in person, yeah. I would be cordial. Probably wouldn't say anything, but he's a, be he's a really nice guy, in yeah. my opinion. He just is not somebody I need in my life, is all. That's a good way of putting it. But, Michael, as you've moved on from this, 
moment and you continue to talk to people. And I know we've had conversations recently about your roster, which is very impressive, in my opinion. <laughs> the eye roll. Really? <laughs> no, it is impressive. Wow. Um, okay, Michael. For you, what has your experiences been like within hookup culture in the gay community? And like, what's kind of your thoughts on like building a roster, having a roster? Do you try to have one or is just kind of nothing that's naturally occurring? Because I think it should be noted that Michael is six foot nine. If I was six nine, it gives you power. It does. Complex, for sure. (laughs) So I grew up in Stevens Point, which is a super small town. The only reason it has like a decent amount of people is because it's a college town. But still, there's only so many gay people, and I know every single one of them. And we're either friends, or we've hooked up before. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to move. Then I come to Madison, and quickly realized, when I was through my Stevens Point roster, I outsourced them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To my Milwaukee boys, and my Madison boys. (laughs) And then... Now being here in Madison, like the first week I moved here, and it was such a flex because during like one of our Badger games, I saw one of them working at the bar, and I was I was a little drunk, and so I walked right up and I said, "Hey, can I have a drink?" And he asked what I was doing there. I was like, "I live here now, fucker. This is my town." So now I'm excited to expand my expand my empire i have a friend back in Stevens point that we went out to go get drinks and i'm not joking i was texting the person that i was talking to and that person facetimed with a friend that i was with out getting drinks and i was like that's not my phone yeah and he like answered and they like started talking and i was like how'd that feel like what was that what was the year initial oh, feeling I like my head right in that camera and i went hey <laughs> you let yourself be known i don't know it's weird because i've definitely i'm not like a perfect angel and so sometimes i understand that like i touch multiple people at a time but that's also just because i'm not always the most comfortable being intimate with just one person no and yeah I feel like i grew up and still do think that that's just like super normal yeah. which it shouldn't be and that's like definitely not the best way to eventually start dating someone but yeah i don't know it I sucks think i think that's i think that's like part of hookup culture though is like even if you aren't right, 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 right actually hooking up like you still like are talking to like 10 people at once sometimes it could be Mm -hmm. it could literally be 10 these people are all snapchatting you or texting you and even if it's not flirty conversation you're still talking and like i think for a degree a lot of those conversations are just like for conversation like for attention i think at least for me a lot of times they aren't serious but i don't actually have them like going anywhere it's just simply like out of boredom to talk to them i think it's always a joke that like gay people have a new boy every week and they'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, I was in love with him last week. I don't know who even is that anymore. Like, I forgot who that is. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when you're plowing through all these men, it's like, what's, I don't know, for me, I'm like, feel like, what's even the point of, like, doing it? Like, why yeah. am I doing this? Why am I wasting really my time? Get the kind of satisfaction of, like, truly getting to know somebody. Yeah, if I'm going to yeah. spend the time and, like, right. spend the time to, like, text somebody or FaceTime somebody or whatever, like, I feel like I'm at a place now mm-hmm. where I want something meaningful, even if that isn't, like, I don't necessarily want a relationship because I feel like that's just a lot of commitment for me. But it gives me just where it's, like, a meaningful connection with somebody yeah. more than just, like, a hookups because those are exhausting. I don't know. I feel <laughs> I, I hate feeling objectified by people and only, like, only like my body being what matters to somebody. I don't know about you, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael, how do you feel about that? Yeah, how do you feel? Do you like just being objectified or do, do you, you like, like having actual connection? Do you like being just a body? Here's my thought. I think it's fun. I think it's wonderful. Um, but obviously it's not like a sustainable feeling like it's great for a little bit but then yeah no I definitely do like enjoy more meaningful connections but it's tough because I feel like in the gay community in order to get those first you really do have to like the body comes first you know how some people are like I'm a personality person you don't see that in the gay community 
Yeah. Gays aren't like looking for other gays for their personality. Well, and I feel like even like for me, like being in the straight dating world, it, anyone who says like, oh, I'm a personality person, I kind of don't really buy into all of that, to be honest. You can preach you're a personality person, but I mean, in reality, you're probably not going to date someone you find physically unattractive because I, I think, you know, sex and sexual intimacy is a huge part of a relationship and mm -hmm. I feel like the people who are like oh no I'm a personality person it's like you're you're not a better person for saying that like you can say being physically attracted to someone is like important yeah. to you I I don't know if like it's in the, within the straight world at all but I feel like a lot of times it feels like you're like competing for a guy and you're trying mm -hmm. to like stick out among the midst of all the other gays that like you are the one they should pick and like have you ever been in a situation Michael where you've been competing over a guy or no Yes, but also I'm crabby, and if I find that out, like, I mysteriously pass away. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care, but it also makes me very sad, but then also I have to realize that I do the same thing to other people. I think it's hard because we all do it, and then like, when, it, when it happens to you, yeah. it's like, mm -hmm. like kind of hits for a second, like, well, I do do this myself. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been competing over a man? I mean, I, I honestly feel like mentally I always feel like I'm competing for a guy for some reason, but I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a tough question because it's like yes and no. I mean, I feel like when I go to a bar, like if I'm going to a bar with like my best friend and we're going to where, you know, we know there's a lot of straight men. Yeah, it, it can feel like I'm competing against all the other girls who are there. But I, I think it's different because there's so, the pool for straight dating is so much bigger. And so it's, you know, it almost eliminates competition because there's so much competition. Mm. While for, I feel like, what I've learned from the gay community, since it's so small, the competition is so high. So yeah. I almost feel like the larger the dating pool, the like, smaller the competition is because there's so many options yeah. where it's like, well, yeah, and if it doesn't work out, I'll go meet someone new tomorrow yeah. and like move on kind of thing. No, yeah. I've really come to hate the feeling of competing over guys there was this guy that I was talking to recently for like a week and then this Chicago gay like snapped me and he was like we have like a mutual number one best friend and I was like oh is it so and so and he's like yeah and I'm mm. like oh I mean like you can I'll tell I'm I'll stop talking to him like yeah. all yours because I just like hate like especially if someone like again that I feels more attractive than me I mean I know I'm attractive and I feel like I beat myself down sometimes when I shouldn't I definitely think you're beating yourself down. But right anyway, it's <laughs> kind of like, what's the point? Like, there's so many other fish in the sea. I don't know. That's just my thoughts, at least. Yeah. Um, I actually have a question, and I'm sure this is a really obvious answer, but I'm going to ask a question anyway. Mm -hmm. With your friends with like straight girls or straight guys, do mm -hmm. you both feel like, you know, you are that token gay friend? Like, they like be having you as the gay friend rather than like my friend Mitchell? Hmm. Do you feel like you've experienced that? I think I have before. I don't think that I do so as much anymore. I mm -hmm. think I've kind of, I don't think I liked being in those situations and I think yeah. they've kind of like just naturally kind of like faded away in my life just like kind of didn't love it. Right. But I've definitely had been it where like me being gay was like my full identity in the group. Yeah. Like it, and it really was like a huge part of who I was and like they always would be like, this is my gay friend Mitchell. Right. And it's like, that's fine. Like, yeah, but I'm more than that. Like I'm not somebody right. who's on Instagram like p posing with like the rainbow flag and like putting sparkles all over and like that's just not me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when people were choosing for me to make yeah. it my full identity, it was like, 
or making it the reason that making you're it in the that reason, the reason group. that I'm in the group, the reason that I was invited. It's because you're the you're the gay. I'm the gay friend, and, the I'm gay there, friend. and I'm there to hype up the girls and like. Yeah, and I do hype people up. Like I love doing it, but it's right. like, it's kind of weird. But you're not doing that because you're gay. Yeah, I'm just doing it because I like to do it with my <laughs> right. friends. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Have you ever felt um, like that? I used to, I used to take offense to that. Like, I mean, not a ton. Nothing really gets under my skin like that. But like, I'd be like, oh, well, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. But then I also felt that sometimes I was like being too insecure and being like, there's nothing wrong with that, though. And if I think if that bothers me, maybe it's a little bit to do with me. But I've noticed that I definitely felt like a token. I've had friends who have used that as like my main identity. And it's been kind of shitty. But then other times I feel like when they do do it now, if you have a gay friend and you're introducing them to them. You want to make sure that they're in a safe environment. And unfortunately, there are environments that it's not safe to be gay around. So like that being a part of the conversation, I think can also be really important, even though sometimes we yeah. think it's just like not important to say, but like if someone is let know that I'm gay, then like. Well, and I feel and like though there's a way to go about that though, rather than just being like, this is Michael and guess what everyone, he's gay. It's kind of like. Like it's, it's weird like, okay. it's weird when it's like literally how you're introduced. Yeah, because like if, if I go to a gay bar with Mitchell, he's not gonna introduce me and be like, oh, this is Sarah, my straight, girlfriend <laughs> because I'd be like well yeah I don't know what me being straight has to do with me being in a gay club yeah. but sure yeah and so I feel like it could be the same reversed it's like I'm not gonna go up and be like this is Mitchell and he's my gay bestie yeah because it's like you're Mitchell you're gay but your sexuality kind of is to me like not why I'm friends with you I'm not friends with you because I'm like oh he's gay give me him like <laughs> it's more just like we get along. You're one of my best friends, yeah. and you just happen to be gay. <laughs> you've been you've been in those straight spaces though, Michael, and you've made it, or it's become obvious, or like maybe you made it clear that you were gay. Did you ever like face, have, or have you ever faced any like judgment or like mm -hmm. weird vibes from straight people, or no? Oh my god! Two Halloween's ago, I got jumped. What? We were in a nurse dress and a wig. I got jumped. I was beat up. Yeah. Why? Before I worked out. What? Oh my God! Stop! Yeah. So quirky of you. I had like black eye, like cut, so I was like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Okay. I would do it again. Good. I would do it again. I'm glad you sure. did. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't let that. Obviously, probably a really traumatic experience stop you from like being yourself. Well, another thing too is that I I have a really good relationship with my hometown. A lot of my friends are everyone there has always been pretty super supportive of me. And so with it being Halloween, there was a lot of people from out of town because there were a lot of like DJ shows and a lot of music going on that weekend. So like I always felt comfortable in my hometown. Like I never like go back and get nervous that people are going to be homophobic, which is really nice and a privilege of mine. So ever had a guy that you were just being friendly with thinking you were hitting on him? Me being so tall, I don't think they necessarily always realize or like think I'm flirting with them. For someone like you, Mitch, who's a little short. I'm 5'10". I'm, I'm not that short. Call him no, out. But you're, everyone's short to me. Am I five, like, I'm not like, it's not like I'm like super short. Like, no, I'm like average height. You're just a foot taller than me, Michael. Michael, you're just like really tall. When me and Michael were on our date, I literally felt like I was literally like an Oompa Loompa. That's what I felt like. I felt so tiny. Being your little twink self, then like other straight boys. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's more like they see the difference between them being a straight guy and you being maybe like a more well-known identity in the gay community and then they like getting uncomfortable with 
that connection. Do you know what I mean? Whereas me, like they don't necessarily see that. I feel like it's also for Michael, it's like if he is relatively straight passing, mm -hmm. then that means in the eyes of straight men, he is masculine is mm -hmm. kind of how I interpret that. And, and not, you know, nothing wrong with you or anything, but it's right, more, right, right, right. I feel like with the straight community, you and people really kind of divide people, whether you're masculine or feminine. Mm. I mean, even that like TikTok trend where it was like, oh, Timothy Chalamet is like written by a woman because he had, for some reason, people are like, he holds some type of like feminine draw. And I just kind of think that's interesting where it's like written by a man. And my, I remember like one of my friends told me like, oh, you know, you look like a girl who was written by a man. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what did you just say? Like, <laughs> is that an insult? Because uh, I've met like some straight men and I do not want to be written by them. And, <laughs> and she, she was just kind of explaining that like, oh, like written by a woman means kind of like you would come across more attractive to women, but mm -hmm. written by a man means you're kind of like attracting that male gaze. Yeah. And I just thought that was interesting where it's like, can we not? do that because I do not want to be written by a man. <laughs> so it's interesting how people divide masculinity and like femininity. Yeah. It's definitely hard because I feel like a lot of times people are like, like on Grindr it'll be like mask for mask or like mask looking for femme or like femme only or like no femme boys. And it's like, I get people have like their like things that they like or whatever. Like what is a femme boy? Like what makes a boy, a, a gay man Fem, feminine. Yeah, how would you describe that, Michael? Genuinely curious. I don't really know if it's necessarily like being feminine. I think it may like a different word would be flamboyant. Yeah. Um, or like so if like you, you have, have a sense of volume about your sexuality and who you like and what you do, it's kind of a threat. So not necessarily being feminine, but I mean, there. I mean, there are a lot of behaviors and things you can do, like painting your nails or anything like that, that is seen as feminine but I think a lot of the times it's less about being feminine more like how loud you speak about your sexuality mm -hmm. you know there's always the people who are like I don't care that you're gay but like don't hit on me or like don't be in my space and be yeah loud about it or like share that information because I've had that happen to me where I'm like friends with, or I meet somebody and they're like oh you're gay oh that's cool with me just like don't hit on me and I'm like why do you have to preface that like kind why of goes, would you assume? Like, why? I'm what? Whoever said that I was gonna hit on you? Like, who? What? When? Or why? Like, no. Yeah. Like, no. Sorry, no. Mister. Like, sorry to break it to you. I don't. Sorry, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's <Yeah>. like, hey. <laughs> no, I I definitely think that's like a weird thing straight guys love bringing up. And even when I had a friend who was bisexual and it was a girl, and I remember one of my guy friends being like, "Oh, have." you guys ever had sex? And it's like, why? Because I'm friends with a girl who likes girls. That means all girls are going to just suddenly be like, oh, let's fuck. <laughs> like, no, I'm straight. That makes no sense. I think straight guys love fetishizing, like, gay women and honestly probably even gay men too. Yeah. It's, like, weird. I don't get it. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Thank you again for being here, of Sarah. Course. Michael, where can people follow you on socials? Um, on Instagram, it's Michael underscore Rots, R-A-A-T-Z. Facebook, 
<laughs> we can, like, go on old school. We can start like a group chat with my family or something. If you're can like make a group, get like a know. Facebook group. If everyone wants to connect with us on LinkedIn. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Feel if free. someone wants to offer me a full time position in the like media industry, please let me know. <laughs> you can follow Wait. us on Instagram at, at unpackthtt. We'll see you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye.